Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was back in the gym and I am sore. My muscles are hurting. But while I was in there pumping that iron, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey, everybody. I am here with Tony Bennett. He's a 46-year-old programmer, I believe, right? Is that right, Tony? That's that's almost right. I'm an ex-programmer now. Now right. I just manage programmers. Nice. And so you've been doing that pretty much your whole life. You live in Austin or where do you live now? Yeah, now I live in Austin, Texas. I moved around a lot, but we're settled here. Cool. I typically have people on here that are experts and pros and they've been doing this for you know years and they're making millions of dollars a year or, or you know crazy amounts per month. I wanted to kind of flip it a little bit, bring somebody on that's brand new essentially <clears throat> for the most part and get their perspective because I think that's the type of interview, that's the type of person that can relate to maybe 90% of the audience that, that listens to the podcast. So I wanted to reach out to you and, and say, hey, can you come on the podcast or would you like to? And you said, yeah, and here we are. So this is going to be cool. Let's do it. I'm happy. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I've been uh, making video games actually for most of my career and uh, mostly in England and California before moving out to Austin. And I uh, got out of that business, but I'm still in game software, uh, casino slot industry now. But um, it was about uh, about the time of my midlife crisis, I figured I needed something fresh and new. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just uh, started reading a lot and um, changed my mindset and just uh, started to grow myself. And then I, I kind of uh, discovered FBA through uh, podcasts, actually. Um, uh, Pat Flynn's podcast, The Passive Income, which led me to, uh, I think, a Ryan Moran podcast, which ultimately led, led me to your podcast. And then, <laughs> yeah, definitely, um, and which has been massive, of course. But um, that was uh, back in November uh, 2016 was when I first heard FBA. Didn't even know what the, that existed, quite honestly. Okay. But it, so but just once a I heard, little over half a year ago is when you first started listening to the podcast? Yeah. Getting into yeah. It. Okay. All right. And yeah. then you, so you're doing programming. I want to, I want to back up a little. You do mobile gaming or what kind of programming do you do? Back in the day, it was um, Xbox, PlayStation, PC. Okay. Now it's, it's actual casino, you know, slot machines on the casino floors. Yeah. Okay. And so, so uh, six months later, you've been listening to podcasts. What mm -hmm. else? Any training? Um, well, the podcasts are the training. I mean, okay. that's what you guys do, you know, I mean, it's amazing value because it's free. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I, I play it at one and a half speed on the way to work, on the way back from work. <laughs> you know, I, I, ever since November, December, I just absorbed it like a sponge. Um, it's, it's been pretty sick, actually. I need to, I owe my family big time, but uh, there's a lot to learn. So yeah. it, it, something just uh, clicks and I wanted to I knew I wanted to do this, you know. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I mean, come come January, I 
set myself a goal of finding a product, sourcing a product, and and you know heading on down that path. And and now here I am with two products out the door. Okay. Uh, cool. Which is only just out the door, but they're out the door. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so how long has it been since you actually launched the products? Nineteen days. Nineteen days. Nineteen Not even a month. Days. Not quite. Wow. Okay. And are they two separate products? Are they parent-child variations or two so, separate? I'm, so I, uh, I might have gone a little crazy. So <laughs> I was uh, planning on one product. So oh. I ended up actually launching, or I'm going to be launching three brands, um, four products, uh, 10 SKUs total. But right now, what's wow. out the door is one brand. Um, uh, two products, um, and that's uh, eight, eight SKUs right there. Okay. Uh, but but six of the SKUs are size, color variations. So okay. really, it's it's just two products uh, under one brand is what is currently launched. Okay, cool. So 19 days, not a lot of time to actually get mm. any sales. Where are your sales? Do you have any sales so far? Uh, yes, I do. So on the two products, the first one, I have 84 sales, and that's averaging about four sales a day. And the second product is only going about 15 sales right now, which is expected. That was more of an accessory product to the main product. Mm -hmm. um, first one, uh, it's in the low hundreds for the BSR, and the second one is in the low 200s for its BSR. So, you know, 19 days sales, 50% driven by PPC, 50% uh, organically slash Facebook, Instagram advertising. Okay. I don't know. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> if you're averaging four sales a day, even if it's coming from PPC right now, uh, you're, you're driving, you know, you're getting your product seen and put into uh, Amazon's algorithm, right? They're indexing. So that's good. Yeah. And I am curious. So what's the dollar amount roughly? You have, uh, if sure. in the 19 days, where, where are you at there? Uh, so for total sales for both products, um, uh, a little under 2000 so 18.84. Okay, that's awesome. So I love this because, again, we're always talking about big numbers with people. <laughs> and it, I think sometimes it just scares people away. They're like, oh, my God, I'm never going to attain. You know, how am I going to get to 50000 a month, right? It's just crazy, those numbers. But when you start talking about 500 bucks or $1,000 or $2,000 in 19 days, it's, it's doable. And are you doing this full-time right now or still part-time? Well, it, it it feels like full time. No, I I can't quit the day job just yet, but uh, it takes a lot of focus, and you have to kind of get obsessed, and so a lot, a lot of late nights and weekends. Yeah. Yeah. What made you get into uh, this? If you've already got, it seems like an interesting job making video mm -hmm. games or, or slot games. This. Oh sure. Yeah. You know, I've I've always had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I've I've started a, a couple of businesses in the in the past, and um, I don't know. I just got that uh, that midlife itch again. I guess I just mm -hmm. wanted to kind of reboot and start something fresh, and um, I really just wanted to to own something and, and drive it myself, and uh, yeah, eventually, hopefully, turn it into a full time gig. All right, cool. How did you come up with your products, the the initial products? Um, good question. So the first product um, was pretty much through the usual channels of Jungle Scout and scrubbing those lists and and, and following the, the you know the, the practices you you teach and the other guys teach. Um, so I did find one through there um, or two through there actually, and then um, I kind of did a well. What do I want to get into? What am I interested in? What are my passions? I found one through that. I wasn't going to launch that. 
but uh, I got a sample and my daughter took it to school and she's like, dad, when are you going to put these on Amazon? My friends want to buy it. I'm like, wow, I wasn't really going to go. Okay, let's take a shot. <laughs> nice. And that's been my bestseller. So. <laughs> that's cool. So what, what category are you in? Uh, right now, sports and outdoors. And then I'll, the next two will be kind of uh, home and uh, outdoors-ish um, okay. and, and um, automotive. Okay. And are you sourcing from China or is it here in the U.S.? Yeah, I'm doing that Alibaba thing for now. I'd love to okay. get from a U.S. source just to cut out a lot of time, quite honestly, and shipping. Whew. Yeah, yeah, I know. The shipping time, yeah. well, the, sh- the shipping costs and the shipping time is brutal. If you want oh. those costs down. Are you, yeah. uh, right now, are you doing everything uh, via Express Air or are you going by sea? Um, I'm doing air for, I'm doing both. So I got, I got a little ballsy there, maybe ahead of myself, but one of the things I'll, I'll stress and I can't stress enough is, is building those relationships with those suppliers. It is critical to your success. Um, so in doing that and, and knowing, you know, that's, that's important early on, my supplier worked such a good deal with my, with my, uh, not just my air costs, but my sea shipping. He took care of everything, the freight forwarding, and I, you know, it was it was door to door, and I didn't even have to do anything. So, okay. and that was all, just all through relationship building and, and working on costs and pricing and timelines. And so, what I did actually was I split some of it air freight because um, the express was a little pricey for the. It's almost over that standard size. Um, and then shipping for, you know, 500 units and air freight for 50 units right. or something. But, okay. And everything else was Air Express because they were really small and lightweight. Yeah. Okay. So, but you're saying it was almost beyond that size. So they're a little bit bulky. Is that what they're, it is? One of them is bulky. Yeah. It's kind of, it's that kind of shoebox size thing. That's the killer um, with shipping, right? It's like, man, it's light, but it takes up so much super volume. Super light, super lightweight, but it's volume. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this one has to be a little padded so that takes up even more because uh-huh. of just to protect the, the product but uh, fragile yeah but okay. you know that's okay because uh the other critical lesson i learned in this whole process is patience you have got to be patient you yes. want to get you know you want to hit the ground running you want to get product uh, selling fast but if you got to be patient because you know i didn't even know chinese new year was a thing and <laughs> right. guys was shut down for weeks and so that completely killed my initial business plan of I'm going to have products by the end of March and we're going to be profitable by the end of June. It's like, there's, oh. there's always hiccups. I, you know, we're sourcing now for Halloween right now, you know, and, oh. we're, like, and we're, we're getting to that point where we're like, ah. if we don't get this stuff in within the next 30 days, we're done because we need time to rank it and stuff. And then Christmas is, I know it seems like so far away, like half a year away. Yeah. We're going to be ordering for Christmas in the next 90 days, you know, so it's just crazy. I, yeah. People are probably going to ask, well, actually, before I ask that question, I want to ask you one more thing about your freight forwarder. Did, hmm. When you said that your supplier kind of held your hand and did everything, were they actually the freight forwarder or did they actually go out and source a freight forwarder for you? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't honestly know the answer. The, all I know is, uh, you know, they're using UPS on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got a tracking number and all is good. So you never <laughs> dealt with anybody else other than your supplier. You just, just them for the shipping and everything. You just paid your supplier. Yeah. I've, okay. W- once I whittled it down, I, I always dealt with just one person yeah. okay. for each product all the time. It's been well, awesome. Maybe I got lucky. I don't know. You know, a lot of people might be going, well, that's, that's risky or that's weird. Or yeah, that's exactly what I did when I first started mm-hmm. as well. I had my, my first supplier. They were super good to work with, super communicative relative yep. to all my other suppliers. 
yep. and just detail oriented because I yes. can't tell you how many times, and maybe you've dealt with this where you're dealing with multiple suppliers and one's really detail oriented, the other one, you got to keep repeating stuff and they send you the wrong stuff and it just messes things up constantly, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. We didn't even talk about my two failed launches, so we can talk about that a little I, bit. <laughs> I do want to talk about that. Well, before we get to that, how much did you actually start your business, your FBA business with? Uh, I would say, um, all said and done for, for all 10 SKUs, um, I'm going to be in for about 20 grand, 20 grand. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, yeah. that's, that's everything. That's samples, monthly costs on, a, on, on, you know, everything. And, uh, um, what was I going to say photography and, you know, the full kit and caboodle, getting it out the door and current PPC costs. Okay. And that 20 grand gets you inventory as well. Yeah, that's full inventory on everything. So okay. I'm running a, on, you know, it's, uh, 500 units per, um, per, per product. So 20 grand gets you 1,000 units, 500 per product? Is that where we're at? Uh, sorry, you lost you, me for a second. You, you so, said you had two units or two different products right now? Oh, four, I'm talking about the four. The, the, oh, the, all of them. All of them, yeah. So Okay, so you have so two my av- units. Yeah, I'm sorry. My average... Um, Cost per product is about five bucks. Okay. And then shipping is actually, I'm paying about two bucks, three bucks per unit to okay. ship. Um, and I'm selling for about, uh, well, right now, $19.99 to $24.95 or something. Okay. That's that nice. Range. That's good. So you had about, if I did the math correctly, about $10,000 your cost in product, roughly. Is that right? Yeah. 2,000 yeah, yeah. units times five yeah, bucks yeah, yeah. A, a unit plus your, your shipping costs. Okay, so that's good. So it's not so bad when people go, man, 20 grand, that's crazy, but you've got a lot of inventory that you're bringing in. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool, so all right, failed products, because nobody ever talks <laughs> about this. They always talk about, you know, yeah. I'm awesome. I'm, I'm a wizard at, at launching <laughs> stuff. And I always tell people on the podcast, I'm like, my first product, man, it, it didn't work for me. You know, no. I, I didn't give up and I just moved on. So these two failed products, did they come before these other products or did they come after? Yeah, fortunately, uh, they failed at um, different levels. So okay. I didn't get to launch them, fortunately, so that, you know, I wasn't out a lot of money. I was out samples and time. Um, I probably lost about 500 bucks in samples because I was iterating on different combinations of, um, uh, let's just say, art or, or colors and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was just a rookie mistake of working with a supply with a below a, like a two-year uh, stand-in on Alibaba. So these guys pop up all the time. I, I think he might have been a one-year guy. Mm-hmm. And they just semi rubbish it was junk um but they took like a month to send it to me so i was waiting and waiting and waiting so that yeah. one just was not a complete non-starter the second one was uh, actually run into uh, patent problems which uh again going back to communications and relationships with the supplier she actually alerted me to the patent nice um yeah and she sent me documents on it and everything you know so she it was awesome amazing um so i was about to pull the trigger on the order and that's when she sent me that and it's like I guess I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I was in for, yeah, I, I was at about 500 bucks there. But it, again, I lost probably two months in total because mm-hmm. we were getting some uh, su- samples and they were custom samples and they took extra time and extra money. So, you know. But thank jam- God. Thank God you didn't actually place your big order and then get it out here and then find <laughs> yeah. it was patented. Yeah. I, I, I was there as well. It's yeah, scary. man. 
rookie mistakes but and again that tied in with chinese new year that was january february gone you know so okay so i kind of rebooted in march um and things have gone better (laughs) so far (laughs) so far so good huh so far so good okay so cool so what is so you you have two products launched now you have two Mm -hmm. the other two products are they in the process of still being researched or are they literally you know you got inventory order and it's on its way yeah, actually, both have hit the warehouses. Okay. Um, I, I am still waiting on the sea shipping to come in, but mm-hmm. the initial, uh, yeah, they're just, now they're doing whatever Amazon does, which is to farm it throughout the country, and I have to kind of wait for that to settle. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of move it to different um, Amazon warehouses, I guess. Right. Okay. So, so it's closer to the consumer, uh, I imagine. Yeah. Let's go back to Alibaba. You. I want to talk about the fail stuff because I think this, there's some really important lessons in this. When you were ordering and you were waiting all this time, you mm. said you lost some time. How, if knowing what you know now, and if you could go back, how would you do things differently? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, let me think. Well, so I, with every product, I reach out to at least, gosh, I want to say 15 suppliers. And then you can quickly whittle down people who don't respond within 24, 48 hours. Uh, you can whittle out the guys who just don't, don't have a good grasp of, of you know, English. Um, I whittle out the guys on price. You know, you can get to like a, a short list pretty quickly, three to five people. Then I get it down to three real fast. Um, and then I'm just pretty much looking at communication, lead times and price. Um, then I get samples out of those three and see which one I like. Um, and then from there, it's kind of, you know, I guess pretty good sailing so far. Um, Mm. but just follow the rules that you guys preach, which is, you know, you check the gold supplier box, you, you know, definitely from now on, I would look for supplies that have a standing of three years, maybe even five or more, quite Mm. honestly, depending on, on the products, you know, fidget spinners, you know, obviously those aren't going to be five years. Well. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> Anybody and their dog is selling those now. I actually looked into those, but uh, you know, I tracked them on, uh, on, I think it was Jungle Scout for two weeks, and it was obvious they were just, price was just dropping so fast. By the time yeah. I even got a sample, it would be dead in the water. It might be the fastest drop in pricing on any product I've ever seen. It was crazy. It was, it was literally like 20 bucks. Everybody's crushing it. And then it was like within 60 days down to like a dollar or two dollars or something. And I know there's people that are still crushing it, but yeah, you know, 99.9% of them are not. Yeah. So, you know, you do have to be careful with those trends. Again, going back to the teachings, you know, look at um, the Google trends and try not to get too excited over fads. And, you know, if it's too good to be true, you know, kind of trust your gut uh, on that kind of stuff uh, and do the same with Alibaba. You know, these are just, Oh, I know what it, so here's here's an answer to your question. Okay. Um, but again, it goes back to communication. You have to be so specific and detail oriented, and exactly lay out what you want for your product. Send pictures if you can. Label those pictures. Point arrows at things. You know, just <laughs> you you can't over communicate what you want from your supplier. Yeah. Can't stress that enough. Um, that's a super, super golden yeah. nugget right there because my friend Elena, she talks about this all the time. She's got a business where you know she brings people to China and they go sourcing. And 
if you tell your your supplier an example she uses she, she was like basically saying hey you know what i want to make my product and i want it in blue well blue is subjective what blue do you want you're thinking one thing they might be thinking something else and you're going to get something maybe that's turquoise and you're absolutely right when i'm dealing with my suppliers now and they're going to be sending me samples i don't waste any time with samples until they send me photos of everything they're going to send i even say send me videos hold them in your hand so i can see the size of them because i'll tell them something I'm like, hey, I want the size to be about this, and I, I want it to look like this, and da 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 da, whatever it might be. And when they send you the sample, you're like, what is this? Yeah. What did they send me? This is not what we discussed. <laughs> and it was my fault because I wasn't as specific as you're saying that you need to be, right? Yeah. Um, be detailed. So just to finish off on that note, the, uh, the 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 patent product I was talking about was air loungers. You know, those big inflatable things uh -huh. you scoop up air and lay down in. And even then, when they were sending me their templates for how they print, because I was trying to do custom designs on those, um, even when I sent back art on their own templates, they would still print it incorrectly. So, mm. you know, you, it, it's insane. It's frustrating and you have to just be super patient. But um, yeah, you know. Yeah, it happens. You know, yeah. And you're, you'll learn as you go that it's, it's never ending. Today I got, literally today, this morning, I got a package and it's one of those, uh, it's the first thing that I, i've done like this is for halloween it's one of those clear hard plastic type deals and, and they send me the template for it and i'm like well what are the dimensions you know of this thing and they're like oh this just put your art on it i'm like well yeah but what are the dimensions and which sides are actually visible yeah. which ones overlap you know to make the seal and they just there's no concept of it it's like crazy you know yeah. for this particular supplier i have other suppliers that are super detailed and they send stuff and it's you know it, it it's it's awesome but no supply no two suppliers are going to be the same um, oh yeah so the supplier that you dealt with did have a gold rating, right? They had been in business for a couple of years, according to Alibaba? Yeah, all of, them, Alibaba. All, all of them did, yeah. So what was the deal? What was it when they sent you the product that you said it was garbage? Why was that not identified, do you think, in the beginning? So um, I found a product on Amazon. It was, there are many products like it, but this one was unique. It was cooler than the other ones. Mm. Um, and so they had that picture on there on Alibaba. So I'm like, cool, these are the guys that supply that product. Um, no, they supplied a hacked up version of it with cheaper materials, uh, you know, misspellings on labels and just uh, didn't come with all the supplies inside. It was just, uh, they, clearly they had latched on that this was a hot selling product and they were gonna try and pump it out the door under the guise of this, you know, I guess, newly formed uh, right. manufacturer. So, yeah, it tore on the first attempt of even trying to do oh. anything with it. And that was the end of that. So it was disappointing because I still think that one actually has potential. I might go back to it when I when I made some money. <laughs> Find somebody else. Yeah. Have you checked yeah. out 1688 yet? Are you familiar with um, I am familiar. I haven't okay. really digged into it yet because right now all my capital is, you know, I told myself 20 grand. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Let's try and get that back at least, um, make some profit before yeah. delving into new products. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, I, I guess a, I would recommend you guys that are listening or watching now, actually, because we got video. If you can, one of the things that helps me out is before they send any samples, I just ask them to send me a video, you know, just mm. to, like, like we just talked about, because you can avoid a lot of these scenarios where you think you're going to be getting something. They're sending you, if, they, if you just ask for photos, a lot of times they're going to send you the photos of the actual product that you saw that's not even their product. And then when you get it, you're like, 
this is garbage. This is not what I wanted. If they're showing the video of it, you know, you can ask them to, you know, say your name, whatever it is that you want. I try to be very nice about it and um, never had an issue with it, with them actually doing that for me. But I identify problems right away. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not packaged right. Or what is that? Why did you guys do this? And then they'll change it around. Remember, the sample isn't just, this is for everybody. It's not, uh, not for you, Tony, specifically. But when you're getting your samples, it's not just to test the quality of the product. Hopefully, you can save some time by having them use the packaging or at least seeing similar packaging to what you're going to be using. That way, you can see it all at one time. Because I've had that issue as well, where I order the product and the product is great. But then we got to go through the delays of trying to get the packaging just right. Right. So if you can get it all at one time and you go, man, this packaging is pretty good. I try to get them to send me something from one of their clients that's very similar hmm. to what I want, um, at least in the packaging. And then I know. So just one more oh. idea to do. Yeah, that sounds so simple. It's, it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> that I didn't even think to ask for a video, but yeah. absolutely moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> Are you communicating with them on Skype or what do you or what do you use? Yeah, I try and get off of Alibaba as quick as possible because I just hate their messaging system. So Skype is my personal preference. They love to hit me up on um, uh, some WhatsApp. WhatsApp, but I don't like that. So no, I kind of redirect them to Skype, and they're fine yeah. with that. It, yeah, yeah. I can't get it to work on my phone. I don't know. We went to China on a sourcing trip, and yeah, uh, you're right. It's like that's what everybody uses, mm -hmm. and it just wouldn't work. Everybody was trying to get it to work. So I'm, I'm yeah. non-WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Is there anything that you'd like to mention that we haven't actually covered? Um, well, you just mentioned uh, packaging. I didn't really go with packaging for this first batch. I just went with, you know, OPPs, the, you know, which are the kind of thicker plastic bags. But that works well for, well, that's not true. One of them uh, is a box product. And I did go onto Fiverr to get a, uh box label design done um didn't have to pay much for that I, maybe 50 bucks when it came out really nice um so fiverr has been a good resource for me i've got uh, photography through there um, that turned out really well probably paid about 300 bucks per uh skew type to and get was that was that with lifestyle images as well that was lifestyle. I got um, what I get seven photos out of that. I think with three white, three or four on the white background, and the rest lifestyle. Um, okay. They're out there on Fiverr. There's some good ones out there um, for just the logo. Like, just like on Alibaba, you've got to kind of sift through them and find the. Oh ones man, ones. yeah, you do big time. Uh, I'll say uh, while we're on the uh, kind of product art stuff, uh, 99 designs. I use those for my logo. That's a good one. Very good. That came out really well. Very happy with, with that. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, what else have I used? Um, I didn't get an inspection. No inspection. I, I You're brave. I was very, you know what, though? I mean, stupid and brave and lucky. <laughs> so far, so good. But oh. I, did, I had um, with this initial sample and the customized sample and just, again, going back to relationships, mm -hmm. I, I had a pretty high level of confidence and their uh tenure on alibaba these were guys that have been around for you know five six ten years mm -hmm. um so there's that okay did you have them ship the products directly to amazon or to you first to ins kind of inspect briefly yeah man i i, I <laughs> straight rolled to the amazon. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah call me crazy i wouldn't recommend that necessarily um yeah. i i i was there were many a sleepless nights because of that <laughs> yeah but um 
I, next time I would pay for a inspection in China. It's really not expensive. Um, yeah. A couple hundred bucks usually for yeah. a really good company. Yeah. Um, what else? I set up my sales backer campaign to get uh, kind of get that customer feedback review chain and go uh, going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was super easy to do. Okay, and they have. Are you familiar with the early reviewer program by Amazon now? I am, but I'm. I, I don't have trademarks. I'm not brand registered. So uh, okay, yeah, you just started. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I I would totally use that. I would totally use that. But funnily enough, I don't have any reviews, and I'm making those sales through PPC. And like I say, I put about seventy five bucks into Facebook ads and about seventy five bucks into Instagram ads, and just ran that for two weeks. It's, you know, anybody can do that. You set up a quick uh, fan page and you create an ad with, you know, some art and an offer. And I was just, I just uh, actually didn't even drop my price. I just said up to 20% off. I just launched with my regular price. And on Amazon, I had the discounts. Buy this, get this one for 10% off kind of thing. So I linked external benefits on Amazon. Hmm. Um, And what did better uh, for you, Instagram or Facebook? It's 50-50 right now. 50% PPC and yeah so i don't know if that's good normal average bad or what but that's what it is interesting okay Um, i actually one more thing i guess i'll throw into that mix and i don't think i've gained many sales from this was i kind of did a cold calling thing which was from a previous business i had an email list um that i kind of did a shout out blast to hey um as a previous customer uh um we're launching these new products yada 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 but I don't think I got many open rate clicks, conversions on that. But, mm. you know, you got to use what's available to you, friends, family, whatever you need to do, man. <laughs> That's right. Try it all out. How many hours would you say you're putting into your Amazon business right now? Well, way too many. Um, what would that be per week? Okay. Realistically, right now, um, I probably, ooh, I must be spending three hours a day on it but i'm spending eight hours a day thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) you're distracted the worst part right now is ppc i can't leave it alone it's like a it's like a something i just have to be involved you know a programmer i got to look at the numbers the the analytics yeah Yeah. i was gonna say because of the way you're you're wired you have to look at it so i'll throw out a, a little warning to to you know new new sellers is let it be let it sit monitor it and if yeah. some outliers definitely attack it but let it be for at least a week um unless it's killing your profits and, and your bank account but uh you know if you tweak it every day you're not going to get consistent readable usable data so are you using it to try to generate sales or is it more for uh, generating keyword data that you can use to update your listing with um sales i did a ton of uh, uh keyword you know data mining before launch i did the full optimized listing thing front end back end search terms every other field i could fill out even mm-hmm. if i don't know if it's you know, factored in or not i filled it out right um so use the usual tools keyword inspector google ads uh there's a keyword keyword index checker on google google chrome i use Helium 10, I've used uh, Scribbles and Frankenstein and some of the other stuff in there. Love those two especially. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. Those are, when you're writing a product listing and you're diving through hundreds of keywords, 
Oh man, that's been a lifesaver. What, what did I use? Did I use that one yet? Is it a phrase or is it just a word? Yeah, man, Scrum also saved my butt so many times. Oh my god, that's why I had it. I had it created because I was just like I would get frustrated. I think I, I told the story. I believe I've told it so many people. I, I think I told it on a podcast, but <laughs> I created a listing once. And if you're like me, you you go back, edit, change things. You come back from eating dinner and you look at your title and go, "Oh, that sounds weird," and you change it around. And by the time I did it, and I was using Excel. I yeah. left out, I was one of the top, my very top keywords. Somehow it went from the title to like a bullet and then never <laughs> went back to my title and it was gone. Ooh. And I, I launched and I was running and I'm like, huh, I'm like, oh, why is Ow. this thing not ranking? You know, why is this keyword not anywhere? Oh, man. And then I found out, I'm like, oh God, it's not in there. So Scribbles eliminates that whole issue. You never have to worry about that. So. Oh, and, and, and the 5K checker, you know, you, you know, you want to poke your nose in on that, um, especially when you first launch weekly. Um, and then go back to your list and after you got that PPC data and, and fix the backend search terms and, and add those keywords to your list. And uh, so that's what I've been spending my last two weeks doing. Yeah. And check, uh, you should, I think if you guys haven't done this and are listening right now, make sure you're checking the front end indexing as well. Super important. Yeah. A lot of people always check the back end, but we're finding out now that sometimes only a couple bullet points will index. So and for whatever reason, it's like field, let's say two or three, or maybe it's four or five, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But you can move things around. So I'll shift the most important stuff into the fields that are indexing, and then my sales spike up. So always check not only the back end to see if you're indexed, but check the front end as well. Yeah, that's, um, that's gold right there because, you know, if, if anyone's on those Facebook groups, there's, there's many to choose from. Um, but there people are asking that question all the time. Hey, I'm only being indexed for this, or this suddenly stopped, you know, my sales are dropped. What's going on? And the algorithm keeps changing people are not sure and it's dependent on categories dependent on if you who knows what but you got to constantly monitor and check and, and adjust because yeah you're gonna get burned if you don't yeah for sure wow that's yep. good that's good that's good advice for people to to use tools i mean the tools guys i know it costs money um uh, i mean scribbles and frankenstein's is free to use but yeah. most tools out there are, are going to cost something and but it's going to save you a lot of time a lot of headaches so and a lot of money yeah. if if you're like missing a keyword like I had that you know was one of my <laughs> my main golden keywords. So shame on you, shame I on know, you. I know, I <laughs> know. It was so. Fun. But yeah. it, it's a good story now. I tell people like you look, it it, it happens right. all the time. And, that could happen to anyone, yeah, exactly. Right, right. And I love talking to you about you know like you're like hey you know what I, I've had some products that you know failed. It, it wasn't a colossal fail, so that was good. Uh -huh. you, know, you you caught it in, in the beginning. I was like you, I had a patented product, didn't know it was patented, and was, I had this, the samples, it was amazing. No competition, go figure, right? <laughs> I'm like, wow, there's only one company selling this. This is amazing. Nobody thought to actually create it, and it was an expensive product. I, for me, it was, I think, I forgot what it was. It was a, a product that sells for well over 100 bucks. So I'm like, well, maybe there's no competition because people just can't afford to buy a lot of inventory. And then just before I pulled that trigger, and it was going to be a, my biggest order ever, uh, was when I decided to do some patent searches just to see. Wow. And sure enough, I wasn't lucky enough for them to tell me that it was patented. I just had to actually yeah. find out. So. <laughs> well, I did, I did my own research too, and um, I was trying to force it. I was like, well, I think I can get away with this because, you know, there's like 20 other sellers making bank. So, uh -huh. you know, but uh, turned out that patent actually didn't get fully uh i guess legitimized until early january so they'll they'll knock them down it's like playing whack-a-mole though so you could take yeah. the risk you might earn some money but for me it wasn't worth it um and then the other one i just remembered another one was uh 
not just um, you know patentable products, but definitely for new new sellers, check the the restricted categories because I almost got into uh, lockpick sets, thinking oh those are selling well, and um, turns out you're not allowed to sell lockpick sets on Amazon. So mm, really, okay. But people do. But people do. Uh, I, I don't, you know I don't know how they get away with it. Some are. FBM, some are FBA. Um, you know, again, if risk tolerance, it's up to you guys. But <laughs> they've skirted around something. Huh? So, I mean, it's it's a matter of getting caught, I guess, before they start pulling it. Yeah. So, how did you figure out your price point? Uh, just looking at competitive, uh, you know, top selling products in that kind of range. Um, I so so i'll go back to the branded part i didn't want to just throw out another product and try and compete and and get into a price war and and you know i i wanted to create a brand that had some legs um so that's why i put a little money down on 99 designs to come up with a really nice logo good looking font um and i think that has been pivotal to these selling well um when i you know it's it's the kind of product that you show it to somebody like oh cool yeah nice you know, and they want to buy one. It's, you know, it's not, it's, you know, it's just not a boring, another, you know, widget kind of yeah. thing. So. Did you do anything to it? You said it was your first one. So you didn't even, on one of them, you didn't create packaging. Did you mm-hmm. make it different in any other way other than just putting your logo on it this first time around? Uh, yes and no. I didn't have to custom. They already had the custom version mm-hmm. on Alibaba, but people weren't really selling the custom version on Amazon. They were selling the standard version without these kind of additions, let's say. Um, the tweaks. The tweaks. So one, there was one seller selling with the tweaked version, but just one. And then there was like, you know, 50 others selling the regular one. Um, and I saw that he was doing doing well. So I'm like, okay, proof that people want this product. But uh, on top of that, I kind of, you know, added that logo that, adds an extra kind of coolness to it the brand logo and i created a website just to back it up as far as kind of social proof we're not kind of just a you know uh, the website you guys by the way if you're worried about i got to do everything and create a website and do this and that you you really don't the traffic on the website is minimal it's not converting sales it's it's a nice to have for the long play but don't stress about that yeah more importantly for the trademark i would say you know Mm -hmm. so you can get your your brand registry you get your trademark I guess in that order now, it's been, it's flipped around. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like your product has got some legs now. So, uh, you know, in 19 days, that's pretty solid. Might be time to file that trademark, huh? Get that brand going. I I was going to run through this uh, first order and and see when I should order the second round and then do that that at the same time, as well as bring in, here's an interesting thing about PPC, you guys. I, uh, I wouldn't have realized that people were searching for a certain color of my product, but now I know. So I'm going to order another SKU and add that color line to this to this brand, uh, and it should just be instant sales because I already know people are looking for that color. Yeah. So, are you going to create it as a variation? Uh, I mean, I, everything is on one listing right now. So I have the parent, and then all the childs are on. So okay. I only have one listing. But what are, what are your thoughts on that? Like having all variations of separate listings versus uh there's pros and cons i would say that if it's just a color i would and you're just starting out i'd probably make it a variation just so you pull in the reviews uh you know and you have instant reviews for for this brand new product that's probably what i would do because if you separate it yeah maybe you can have more than one of your products 
that show up on the search uh, results on page one, let's say, if you separate them, because if you do it as a variation, that's typically not going to happen, right? But then you're going to be showing up with zero reviews. That's the only thing. So unless you have your trademark, like you said, then you can get into the early reviewer program with Amazon. I signed up for that, by the way. I did it. And just today, it was it today or yet last night, I got an email from Amazon saying that they charge me the first fee. They don't charge you the fee until you get your first review. So it took, mm. I don't know how long that's, it's been at least a week to 10 days, I would say, since I signed up till the time that I got my first review. So it's not very fast. It's probably faster to use some other method to get, you know, your initial reviews. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, the long-term game plan is to, to end up kind of where you're at. Awesome, awesome. Well, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to get higher. So, what, what is your goal? Where would you like to see yourself at by uh, by January first, after Christmas and everything? Where would you like to be? You know, it's funny because I, I I did lay out a business plan at the beginning of January, and it's kind of just I've had to kind of just almost forget about it and and start over because I'm learning so much as you go every step of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of learning time model um, because if you try and learn everything up front, you're going to get overwhelmed and you'll never start. Yeah, that's a good so, lesson. Yeah. yeah. Just try. Just get out there. Do it. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. Get as close as you can without, if you wait too long, you just, like you said, you're just, most people will not launch. Yeah. It won't happen. You'll you're, get busy. You're, you're going to get, yeah, you're going to run out of time. You're going to have fears. You're going to have doubts. Uh, you're going to question the costs and the, and the value regardless of if you try and make it perfect or not. So you're better off just going forward and just taking action and just make sure you're, you know, just trust your gut. You probably already know what feels right and what, what doesn't. Uh, yeah. And then just get on the podcasts and the Facebook groups is I can highly recommend uh, that's been the most valuable uh, places for me to learn how to do this. Cause like I said, I didn't know this last year. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Tony, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I want to talk to you after the year's finished and just kind of do a, a refresher for everybody. See where you're at. Cool. Um, you're going to be like, you're probably going to be one of those guys like Manny. It blew up. I don't know. I did. I've got like uh, 80 products out there. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Well, yeah, you know, this, this year right now, just four, four, uh, four different uh, types of products, but um, the wife is already talking about, I know what we should add to this brand. I'm like, slow oh, your nice. roll. Little fits out of this one first, because like I say, PPC is is just eating up the profits right now. But uh, yeah. working on that momentum and um, yeah, man, you guys just get obsessed, never stop learning, taking action, be patient, start small. Um, yeah, you can all do it. If I can do it, trust me, you can all do it. That's great <laughs> advice. So if anybody wants to reach out to you after they watch this, uh, can they do that on our our Facebook group? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm, All right. I'm pretty active on there. So, yeah, please do. Perfect. So, guys, that's the FBA High Rollers. So, if you want to go there, uh, just type that into Facebook or you can go to the ampmpodcast.com website and it should be a big old blue Facebook button and uh, hit Tony up. Yeah, talk to him. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.